0: We're going to look in one verse today, Proverbs 14 and 1, but you know, do, do you know where the idea of Mother's Day come from? Just in case you don't know, it comes from, it was born out of a small Methodist church in West Virginia, in Grafton, West Virginia. Around 1876, the nation was still mourning the loss of those who died during the Civil War. And while teaching a memorial lesson, Mrs. Anna Reeves Jarvis. She thought mothers, she thought about those mothers who had lost their sons in the war. She prayed that one day there would be a memorial day for mothers. The prayer made a deep impression on one of her eleven children, young Anna. She had seen her mother's efforts. To hold the war split community as well as the war split churches together. As she grew into adulthood, this young woman kept her mother's dream in her heart. On the day of her mother's death, Anna was determined to establish Mother's Day in honor, or in her honor. On May 12th, 1907, A local observance was held, which later spread to Philadelphia. By 1910, Mother's Day was celebrated in 45 states, including Puerto Rico, Hawaii, Canada, and Mexico. Miss Jarvis would tell a friend, where it will end must be left for the future to tell, that it will circle the globe now, Seems certain. On May 8th, 1914, President Wilson designated the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. For displaying the American flag and for the public expression of love and reverence for the mothers of this country. For all true mothers. For their unconditional love that they give. It's no wonder God tells us throughout scripture to honor your mother. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother for the first commandment with promise, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Exodus 20 and 12 says, honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Deuteronomy 5 and 16, honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And Deuteronomy 27 and 16 says, cursed is the one who treats his father or mother with contempt. And all the people shall say amen. Amen. Just as it is important for children to honor their fathers. It's no less important that we honor our mothers. We have this stigma in this world that children should be afraid of their father but not afraid of mama. I venture to that most of us got more discipline from mama than we did daddy. Daddy stuck. Say yeah. Amen. Daddy stuck. But if mama had to discipline us more than daddy. I hope we've grown out of that. The where we're honoring mama. As much or more than we honor daddy. I... I'm one of those. I could say what I said because I was one of those. Mama had to holler at me a whole lot more than daddy did. But mothers deserve the honor of their children. Not because they're just mothers, but because the Lord said so. And that's reason enough. When we look in this text, what we want to spend time thinking about For a few moments is the is mothers who are wise, wise women. And this passage, this one verse gives us some instruction. In 14 and 1, the Bible says, the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. (laughs) The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. God, we thank you for this day. We praise you for your word. And we ask right now, God, that you would move and minister in the hearts of each one that is here. Take these broken words, use them for your glory. And God, we'll give you praise for what's accomplished. We thank you for what you've already done. We look forward to what you're going to do. And if there's one who don't know you for the forgiveness of sin, one that doesn't have a relationship with you through your son Jesus Christ or if there's one in a backslidden condition oh what a wonderful day to give their heart to you or to commit their life to you God we we thank you for loving us we thank you for mothers for it was through a mother that your son came into this world God we thank you we love you we praise you in Jesus name we pray amen You know what I'm I'm learning more and more is that those who are wise prepare for what's important daily. Every day is a new day. And if we're wise, we're preparing for that day. They arrange their priorities and are careful not to neglect the things that matter most. I don't know if you struggle with that, but there are times when I really struggle with prioritizing my day-to-day activities. In fact, those I've learned those who are most skilled and most successful in life are those who are most prepared for life's ever-changing moments. And these moments come daily. This verse here helps... Helps us to see very clearly that a wise mother must be focused and unwavering in this troubled world that we're living in. So, what this proverb teaches us in this one verse is that wise mothers build homes. The wise woman or the wise mother makes her home her priority. I've already lost some of you, just stay with me. She makes the home. Her priority. Her primary focus is her family. The word build in this passage, it doesn't have anything to do with using a saw, a hammer, or nails. Instead, it refers to the woman or the mother taking the initiative to make her house a home. Every house that's built is not a home. It takes some intentionality for you to live in a home. And the highest priority of a wise woman or a wise mother is to build and cultivate an atmosphere that supports and strengthens her husband and her children. God himself ordained the role of wives and mothers. I didn't fix it. There's not a man in here that fixed it. But God ordained, this is the role of a wise mother or a wise woman. Genesis 6 and, oh, 3 and 16 says this, To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall give forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Now right now, some of you are thinking, Preacher, you're reading from the Old Testament. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Hold on. The New Testament has something to say too. First Timothy 5 and 14, the Bible says, Therefore I desire the younger widows, marry, bear children, manage the house, give no opportunity to the adversary to speak reproachfully. Titus, Paul says to Titus in 2, 4 through 5, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, Chase, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Now, I know some of you mothers, some of you wives, some of you women and girls are are thinking, you're crazy. I, I get that. I know this is not popular, but this is God's word. What's important is that we read that we not read into this the wrong way. This isn't about what I think. This isn't about what you think. This is about God and this is about submitting to God. Now, let's keep in mind these uh, some things here. Let's keep in mind that God is not saying that the husband should not be involved in building the home. We never find the scripture where he says that it's left to the women only and the husbands are not involved. As a matter of fact, this, this doesn't mean that women shouldn't work outside of the home. It doesn't mean that they should, that they shouldn't have roles in local government. It doesn't mean that. What it does mean, according to scriptures, is that the primary role of the wife is to care for the home. And according to the scriptures, the primary role of the husband is to provide for the home. Now, I want you to understand this, husbands. Our primary role is to provide for the home. Now, I get it. Some of our wives are more educated than we are. I get it. Some of our wives have different degrees than we have. Some of our wives May be doctors, some of them may be lawyers, some of them may be practitioners, and they make more money than us. I get that. But we are to be a provider for the home, which means if they're going out to work, we are to provide everything that they need to so that they're able to really uh, hold on to their role and make their home their primary focus. That means sometimes we gotta wash dishes, sometimes we gotta cook a meal, sometimes we gotta mop the floor, sometimes we've gotta vacuum the carpet. Sometimes we've got to do the dusting. Sometimes we've got to wash clothes and put them away. We've got to do whatever it takes to make it possible for the role of the wife to be taken care of in the home. I want to tell you, if we expect to go to work all day and come home and do nothing, and our wives go to work all the day, come home, and do everything in the home, including always feeding the children, then we're highly mistaken. In order for the wife to desire this, in order for the wife to desire that her primary role be to take care of the home, we got to provide her every opportunity to be able to do that. That's our role. You feel better, women? <laughs> As actually, First Timothy says in 5 and 8, but if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household... He has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. (laughs) In other words, he's saying, if you're too sorry to provide for your home, don't stand up and say you're a man of faith because you don't have faith in God, because you don't have faith in God's word. And the only way we can have faith in God is to have faith in his word, because his word tells us who he is. His word, we we know we can look out in nature and know that there is a God, but we got to get in his word to know who he is. Amen. Now, though these are the primary roles of the husband and wife, these roles are not exclusive. As a pastor of this church, as a pastor of Reedy Branch, my primary role is to feed the sheep. In order for that to happen, I must give time to the study of God's word, and I must give time to prayer. But that's my primary role. It's not my only role. It's not the only thing that I can do. It's not the only thing that I am called to do. It's not the only thing that's instructed on my job description to do. Because I'm not only supposed to be prepared to declare God's word, but I've got to love and affirm without bias or prejudice. I've got to provide counsel to members and non-members and keep confidentiality. I've got to serve as an administrator of the church programs and ministries. I've got to work with committees and organizations and boards to develop and implement programs and of ministry and mission. I'm to represent the church to visitors and others who might come in contact with the church. I'm to visit the sick and the elderly and bereaved and to maintain and To maintain contact with membership as a whole, I'm to, um, to be active, in, actively involved in our association and our state convention as well as our Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, all of these are roles that I play as the pastor, but the primary role is to be prepared to share the gospel. Amen. So, listen, <laughs> what what they're saying here in the in the scriptures is the primary role of the wife is to take care of the home in other words if your job is stressing you out so much that you can't take care of the home find another job if your husband is stressing you out so much that you can't that you're just too tired to do anything get on your knees and pray that God will fix him don't pray him out of the house just pray God to fix him <laughs> mm. Uh, I don't know why I thought I needed to say that. (laughs) It's not in my notes. (laughs) It's not in my notes. Mother, scriptures aren't saying that you can't have a successful career. They're not saying that you can't be involved in local government. What they're saying is that it should not take the place of your role in the home. So in other words... If you're not a mother, don't become a mother thinking lightly of the duties. I, I understand there's burning desires in some men to have children. But before you have children, you, you do your homework. And you know what your role is to those children. And to that wife who's going to have those children for you. Girls, listen. Listen. Do your homework and know that I'm prepared to be the mother that God would have me to be. Don't be concerned about being the mother that your husband would have you to be. Or that your mom and daddy would have you to be. Be more concerned about being the wife that God and the mother that God would have you to be. You'll go a lot farther with that. Why is this important? We're getting ready to close. Why is this important? When most people think of the home, they think of mothers. Before they ever think of a man, they'll first think of the mother. It's mothers who light up the home. It's mothers who holds the home together. One writer said, it's the mother's heart that keeps the family together and the home alive, pumping love, comfort, and joy into her family. And she is the beauty that decorates it man is there a man in here that would disagree with that it's the mother who puts her family ahead of herself man you've heard it said you've probably said it yourself or you've thought it you know it comes to no big surprise to us I don't know why it should but it just doesn't come to a big surprise when a man ups and leaves his family That ought to shock us to the core of who we are. But it doesn't. But I tell you what does. If a mother gets up and just walks away from her children, it messes with our heads so that we talk about it for year on end. We never forget that. Well, I wish we'd hold our fathers and our husbands and our men accountable As much as we do our women. Because our children need them both. They need them both. They suffer without a father in the home. And they suffer without a mother in the home. Her sacrifice. Because of her sacrifice. She should always be first in the hearts of. And the affections of her husband. And her children. What it's saying, men, we should never give another woman, including mama, more attention than we give our wives. If they're the mother of our children, they deserve all our affection. They've got to be first other than the Lord. Even our children shouldn't take our affection away from our spouse. However, listen, as we're closing, I want us to get this. The scripture doesn't just say that a wise woman builds her house. It says the foolish pulls it down with her hands. The foolish woman who neglects her primary role, the one, her God-given role, <laughs> will tear down the home. Just as the house, any house that is not cared for, any house that's not properly cared Maintain will deteriorate. It'll fall down. That's what will happen to the family. If wives and mothers fail to serve in their primary role. Listen, the only way this we can assure ourselves, men and women, of being wise, it begins with first submitting to God. It begins with submitting to His Son, our personal Savior, Jesus Christ. Submitting and giving ourselves to Him for any of us to be wise, we first must receive Him. We first must know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We hope you've enjoyed the message today. And if you happen to not have a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, we want to invite you to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. It's as simple as the ABCs. If you would admit that you are a sinner and that you are in need of a Savior and believe that God sent His very Son, Jesus Christ, to come to this earth to be the sacrifice for our sins and that He died for our sins and He arose on the third day. And then if you would confess Him As your Lord and Savior, you can be saved. You must believe this with all your heart. and You must be willing to serve Him. If you are, all you have to do is talk with Jesus. You don't need a preacher. You don't need a church to get saved. But if you get saved, find yourself a Bible-believing church. And I believe God will richly bless you.